Well, I would invite you to take God's word to uh, open to Ephesians chapter 5. Matt just made reference to Ephesians 2 verse 10 uh, about the good works that God has called his people to walk in. We understand we're not saved by good works, but we're saved for good works and uh, to bear fruit in that regard. And the passage we're going to look at in Ephesians chapter 5 for a few moments is uh, related to that very much in the same context. So Ephesians chapter 5, and we're going to look at verses 15 through 17. And let me read the text, and then I'll lead us in prayer, and uh, we'll gaze into it for a little while. Uh, Through the Holy Spirit, the Apostle Paul says here, Ephesians 5, verse 15, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Let me lead us in prayer. Father, we thank you for your word that you have revealed everything that you desire for us uh, to know with regard to the redemption that you have designed and accomplished in the Lord Jesus Christ. And for everyone whom you've brought to saving faith in Christ, in the fullness of all of your work in him, uh, you've made clear how you intend for us to walk uh, within these great spiritual blessings that you have given to your people in Christ that we're to walk worthy, that we're to walk in the good works that you have called us to walk in. And even as this passage uh, declares that we are to look carefully then how we walk. And Father, may you use your word for your purposes in our lives tonight. Uh, Once again, may you open our eyes to see wonderful things from your word, to see the beauty and the glory and the splendor of your purposes in Christ and that we would respond accordingly in faith and obedience uh, so that you would be glorified and that others would be blessed and that the gospel would continue to go forward from us and through us uh, as you would lead and direct. We thank you for the time now. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. Well, the focus of our time, as it typically is on the first Sunday evening, is to have some extended time to pray together, and we'll be doing that in just a little bit. But I want to take some time to reflect upon this particular passage and the exhortation that is very obvious. It's reflected in, in those opening words, look carefully then how you walk. This is the heart of Paul's exhortation. And I think for every believer, and even as Paul has already said much in the letter, as I alluded to, to uh, the importance of how we are to walk, uh, he is here emphasizing this because it's an exhortation that God knows we need to hear on a regular basis, uh, to be faithful in living as he has called us to because life in this world is filled with dangers and difficulties. And if we don't walk carefully, we'll stumble, we'll fall, we'll dishonor the Lord Jesus and God's purposes for us as his people. And the sense of being careful here, as Paul gives that exhortation, it has to do, uh, it's pretty obvious, with paying attention and being intentional, being proactive, being deliberate in our daily lives. It means being alert to the possible dangers that are around us and to avoiding such dangers for the sake of pleasing God. Uh, One way that we can illustrate this and think about this is just in the world of, of driving, whether you are a 
person who drives and has a driver's license, whether you're a passenger, uh, you understand, we understand intuitively, there's a need to be careful, to be abundantly careful, uh, because there's all kinds of dangers. And if we're not careful, the results can be tragic. And so uh, this is the sense of, of what Paul is talking about when he says that we're to be careful how we walk, to pay attention and to be intentional, to be deliberate, to be proactive because of the dangers that are around us. Now, within this call, as we see in these verses, there's really three related focuses that Paul gives which emphasize the importance of obeying this exhortation, which is under, undergirding and sort of emphasizing uh, why we need to be careful in how we walk. And that's what I want to uh, just move through here in a few moments, these three related focuses. Uh, the first one is this that we see in verse 15, be careful how you walk so that you'll be wise and not foolish. Be careful how you walk so that you'll be wise and not foolish. Again, it's very obvious, very straightforward. He says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. And Paul's use of this wise and unwise contrast, which is a contrast between wisdom and foolishness, is grounded in Old Testament literature, uh, perhaps most prominently in the book of Proverbs. And we see this repeatedly throughout Proverbs. It really frames the whole focus of, of that book. So we understand that wisdom is, is really living obediently, living skillfully in the fear of God according to the design of God. And foolishness is everything that is contrary to that. And so no doubt that's in the back of Paul's mind as he's speaking of this wisdom and foolishness as he was deeply grounded in the Old Testament uh, scriptures. For instance, in Proverbs chapter 4, verses 10 to 15, uh, listen to this exhortation and how it expresses this, this sense of the need to pursue and to be careful in pursuing wisdom. Uh, Solomon there says, Hear, my son, beginning in verse 10, and accept my words that the years of your life may be many. I have taught you the way of wisdom. I have led you in the paths of uprightness. When you walk, your step will not be hampered, and if you run, you will not stumble. Keep hold of instruction. Do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked, and do not walk in the way of the evil. Avoid it. Do not go on it. Turn away from it and pass on. Now, he doesn't speak directly there in Proverbs 4 of foolishness. He doesn't say that explicitly. Uh, but elsewhere throughout Proverbs, that's clearly the sense of what he's warning against. Be wise, don't be foolish. And so Paul is echoing that language in his exhortation to be careful. And of course, even as we heard in the passage that Tyler read earlier from Deuteronomy 5 and 6, that's at the heart of the exhortation as well in uh, being careful to walk in accordance with God's commands and his purposes and through faith in him. So the first focus of the command is be careful how you walk so that you won't be or so that you will be wise and not be foolish. And then the second focus is in verse 16, which we can uh, say it this way, which is, again, very clear and just how it unfolds in the passage. Be careful how you walk so that you'll make the best use of the time. Be careful how you walk so that you'll make the best use of the time. 
He says in verse 16, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Now, in some of the older English translations, uh, most notably the King James Version, it's translated redeem the time. And I think that's a, a reasonable and an accurate sense of what Paul is speaking of as well. Making the best use of really means redeeming, and it carries the sense of, of buying out, ransoming, rescuing something from loss. And not letting something just be lost, but redeeming it, rescuing it. And so the force of that verb, as it's expressed in verse 16, making the best use of the time, um, has to do with being aggressive, being uh, intensive and uh, deliberate with a sense of alertness and readiness and eagerness to maximize the time that God has allotted to us and to make the best use of it for God's purposes and in accordance with God's wills. Now, the time that he speaks of there, make the best use of the time, he's not primarily talking about chronological time, minute by minute, even though there's a little bit of that sense, but rather the term that Paul uses for time there encompasses the entire season, if you will, of our life, the totality of our life. It obviously encompasses the minutes and the seconds, but he's talking about make the best use of your life, of the entire allotment of your whole life that God has given to you, the whole season, the whole opportunity of our lives on this earth. And certainly if you've been here on the last couple of Sunday mornings, as Tim has been uh, drawing us to Psalm 39, that reality of the brevity and the fleetiness and the transitoriness of our lives has been prominent. And we've been exhorted and we've been reminded that our lives on this earth pass very quickly. So again, it encompasses our minutes and our seconds of our time. But Paul's concerned that, that there would be a mindset that our entire life would be leveraged and maximized and used for God's purposes, that we would make the best use of our lives. Uh, some of you are familiar with a book that John Piper wrote many years ago called Don't Waste Your Life. And uh, the title is self-explanatory, and that's the exhortation. Don't squander what God has given in whatever circumstances he's placed you in whatever allotment of time uh, to use it wisely and to use it for his purposes. And so this is the second focus that very much connects with the first be careful how you walk so that you'll be wise and not foolish, and be careful how you walk so that you'll make the best use of the time. And sort of implicit to that is that we wouldn't waste the time, that we wouldn't waste our lives. And even there in verse 16, Paul uh, bolsters that by saying, because the days are evil. He recognizes and understands we live in an evil, fallen world, and there are evil dangers all around us, strong forces of evil. And Paul speaks about that in various places throughout Ephesians and elsewhere. But these things constantly bombard us, and so there's opposition, there's danger. And if we're not careful, if we're not paying attention, if we're not proactive in walking in the things that God has called us to, uh, we will squander the opportunities of our lives. Uh, one place in Ephesians where uh, Paul speaks about this is back in chapter 4 and verses 17 to 19. 
there, and he says this. He says, now I say, and I testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They're darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. They've become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. And he's saying, don't, don't live that way anymore. You've been saved out of that. And so don't squander the time. Be careful how you walk because the days are evil and because uh, we need to make the best use of the time that God has given to us. And that leads to the third focus. Uh, Paul says in verse 17, Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And so part of the exhortation is be careful how you walk so that you'll know and do the Lord's will. Be careful how you walk so that you'll know and do the Lord's will. Now, Paul isn't talking about God's will here primarily in terms of personal guidance for what the future of our own individual lives hold. We often think of God's will uh, in those fairly narrow terms, but rather Paul is speaking of God's will with regard to the big picture of God's eternal plan. And we know this because he has spoken about this earlier in the letter. He's talking about God's revealed will bound up in the broad sweep of his eternal purposes, saving purposes in Christ. For instance, just briefly, if you go back to chapter 1, in verses 9 through 11, uh, Paul says this, that among the spiritual blessings God's given to us in Christ, verse 9, he's making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven, and things on earth. He goes on to say, verse 11, In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. You see how he's speaking about God's grand, eternal, sweeping plan of, of salvation in Christ and uniting all things in heaven and on earth in Christ. Uh, he speaks of this again over in chapter 3, uh, verses 8 and following. He says, To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things so that, the church, so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. And he's echoing that this is, this is God's will, God's design to be revealing his glory through his people for all eternity. Certainly on earth, but ultimately then in the heavenly places as well. And so when he speaks of not being foolish, but understanding the Lord's will over in chapter 5, verse 17, this is what he's referring to. And understanding our own lives in relation then to God's eternal purposes and how he calls us to walk in Christ for those who are in Christ. And certainly the more clearly we understand God's will as revealed in his word and his eternal purposes in Christ, the more fully uh, we are to submit to him and in our own daily lives and to be careful how we walk. 
And so again, the, the heart of the exhortation is to be careful, to pay attention to how we walk so that we'll be wise and not be foolish, uh, so that we'll make the best use of the time that God has given to us, and so that we'll know and do the Lord's will. And that we'll do this collectively as God's people, um, sharing in his purposes for his glory and for the blessing of others. Uh, one of the ways that we might think about this, just by way of illustration, uh, is in any, in any uh, football or basketball game or other kinds of sports competitions where there is a designated time frame for that event, such as in football or such as in basketball, uh, there's only a limited amount of time in which the contest is to take place. And if uh, a team is to win, and if they are to be victorious, then every individual on that team has to be careful how they do what they do in their particular role on the team. Uh, they have to make the most of every opportunity. They can't squander it. And they have to understand what the, the will of the coach is, if you will, what the overall purpose is. And to that end, then, everyone is to work together to bring about victory within the designated time frame that is present. And that's a very feeble and uh, frail and imperfect illustration uh, that maybe helps us understand the, vi the, the importance of all of us embracing the call to be careful how we walk and to make the most of the time and to not be foolish but to be wise and to understand God's will that we share faithfully in what God calls us to as his people. Not only in a general sense, but even as that works itself out in the life of this local church and how we minister to one another, care for one another, and seek to bear witness of Christ to the lost world around us uh, for God's purposes in the time that he's given us, in the season of life that he's given us. Now, of course, by way of application, one very specific area that this can apply is just the importance of why we pray together. Uh, we know we're to be praying, and we're to be praying individually, seeking the Lord, seeking his will, seeking his purposes, his kingdom, and praying for one another, praying for unbelievers, uh, but we're to be doing that collectively as well. So even as we share together now in the time that we have to seek the Lord together, this is one practical application of being careful how we walk and seeking the Lord and sharing and seeking to see his purposes furthered in the ways that he's directed through prayer. So we have an immediate opportunity to apply these matters. So to that end, let me go ahead and pray just to close out um, this time, and then we'll have a collective time of praying together as well. Father, again, we thank you for your word, and we thank you for these exhortations. We need to, I know I need to hear them continually, uh, because it's easy to become lazy, it's easy to become indifferent, it's easy to become careless in how we walk, and yet the more we see and realize the greatness of your glory and of all of your saving purposes in Christ, the greatness of the blessings that you have given to your people in Christ and all that you have called us to in walking worthy, uh, we need your help to be careful because we recognize that the days are evil. And because of Satan and his uh, incessant, relentless attempts to uh, destroy and to defile and to bring division because of our own indwelling sin and within the world around us, uh, Father, we need your help to be careful. Uh, so even as we pray, God, may you guide and direct us. We thank you for an opportunity 
uh, such as this that we can gather and seek you together in prayer. Trust that you'll be glorified through all of it in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.